Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm down here in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, at some friend's house, Jack and Stacy uh, Ditt's house, and uh, sitting here pondering some of the stories that and the things that I've gone through uh, in my life so that we can maybe learn a little bit more, you know, uh, I've understood even talking more about these God stories and the things that have happened in my life. You know, you really can't teach what you haven't experienced uh, because when you experience something, you uh, you have the revelation of what it's like. It's almost like if you you may know football, you know the the game uh, in your head, but if you've never been out on the field, you really don't know how the plays actually work because you have to go through struggle and and different taking different hits and so forth to get that play actually uh, accomplished. And, uh, and of course, you know these days, you know not stand, sitting on the standing on the my soapbox, but these days uh, the atmosphere that we live in here, and especially in the U.S. the Western culture. We really don't want to go through a lot of pain. We want to feel good and uh, and accomplish our uh, our goal by you know it always being easy. But uh, the easy way is always the broad way, which leads to destruction, isn't it? But uh, but I'm starting to realize a lot of these things that we've been talking about on God stories. And all of the people writing in, my goodness, it's just amazing. Some of the things that people are getting delivered of out there uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, Living Bond Ministries YouTube channel. It's just unreal. And I, I appreciate all you guys that keep writing in on that channel. Uh, I never thought that uh, these things, these God stories would be, uh, would take off like this. And I really appreciate you guys writing in and, and telling us, you know, what's going on with you and how the Lord's blessing you, how the Lord's delivering you. They've even helped me. Some of the things that you guys have written in on, uh, on the YouTube channel, it's just, uh, they've helped me as well to keep going. Of course, we have the backlash as well. You know, we have, uh, folks that don't like, uh, some of the things that we're sharing and, you know, that's okay. That's just part of it. I can take it because that's that's part of the walk of God, you know. So good morning, everybody. Uh, I want to talk to uh, talk to those guys that are on and those guys that are may get on on the YouTube channel. Uh, a story of mine that came up uh, last week that I went into a little bit of a detail on, but I won't go into much detail. Uh, because I only give myself 30 minutes to do a God story. At least I try. But uh, <clears throat> there was a particular thing that happened to me when I was a young child or young boy that followed me uh, pretty much into my adulthood or uh, early 30s. And uh, But it, it began when I was a, uh, a young child. Uh, there were times where I would, uh, when I was younger, I would uh, be asleep and then wake up uh, with something hovering over me. 
and uh, and it would feel like it was sucking the breath out of me, and I would feel this overwhelming death, and uh, and I would feel like I couldn't breathe, you know, any longer. And so sometimes I would be thinking I'm having a nightmare or whatever. And uh, a lot of times I'd go in and jump out of my bed and go and uh, get under my mom's and dad's bed and hide there. Or I'd call mama a million times to come into, uh, you know, my bedroom to help me. And she would console me you know, with, uh, as much as she could, could, and much as she knew she'd do her part, but that thing would keep coming back. There were even times when I was a young boy and, you know, walking through the woods or, or being by myself, I would feel this overwhelming like presence that would come walking up next to me. And it would, I would feel the same thing as I did when I was lying in my bed. I would feel as though I couldn't breathe. And I can't, I can't even describe how my brain would respond, but my brain felt like it was going to shut down. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had dreams where you're running from something. You don't know what you're running from. You just know it's bad and you're trying to run, but you're, you're running as fast as you can, but you're moving just real slow and you can't figure out and your legs are moving real fast, but you're going very, very slow and it's tormenting and you, you feel like you're going to die, you know. Uh, it was that kind of torment, um, except just magnified a little bit more. And, and so over the years, you know, as growing up with it as a child, I never understood how to get rid of it. You know, I would pray, you know, and sometimes that would help. I would call on the Lord and some, you know, and that would help, but it would keep coming back. Um, because I, there were times where, because I grew up in a, you know, a Christian home, I would try to bind it or try to break it and, you know, and so forth. And, but it would still keep coming back. Of course, now I know that, you know, I was trying to bind and break it out of fear, uh, instead of out of faith and knowing who I was. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but, uh, there's times I, you know, when I get crazy, you try to rebuke something in the spirit of fear instead of in the spirit of the Lord. It just means that we're not really focusing on what God's wanting to do. We're just trying to focus on what we need to do to try to get this thing done. But uh, a lot of times that happens, that, that occurs because we're thinking about the feelings that are hitting us and the fear that's hitting us. And so we respond out of fear and we try to bind Satan with the spirit of Satan through religious language, uh, or religious rhetoric. And, uh, that would happen to me. <clears throat> and it, it, and at times when I got older, it would leave and then, uh, it would come back every now and then, but I wouldn't tell anybody about it because, uh, it was, I don't know about you, but sometimes you just don't want to talk about issues like that. Um, it was embarrassing because I couldn't get rid of it. Uh, it was terrifying. And sometimes I would think I don't want to talk about it because it's just, you know, too much. Because if I, even as I got older, if I started thinking about it, I, it would take me back to, you know, how I felt even when I was a child. And so years go by and, and I've 
walk through my sowing of oats, uh, being younger and, and, uh, the Lord catching up with me and, and, uh, getting me back being led by him. And, and I was having these glorious encounters and things were going really well and in my life and God was with me. And I remember I was in, uh, in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, and, uh, I was visiting, uh, my uncle, he lived on a golf course and I grabbed one of his poles and I went down to, uh, one of the private ponds there on the golf course. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go out there and catch me some bass because nobody could fish them except the members. And so I went out there and I started fishing. And uh, as I was fishing, I could feel something coming toward me from my right side as I'm throwing. I'm, I'm feeling something in the distance coming toward me. And uh, that feeling was a tiny feeling of that, those feelings that I felt as a young boy, uh, the overwhelming darkness of the mind, the overwhelming uh, panics of my flesh and the thinking, the thoughts of death and the, the, the closer it would come, the worse my mind would start uh, I was giving those uh, feelings and giving those thoughts attention. It would intensify as it got closer. And so uh, I started feeling panic. I started feeling to where I couldn't breathe. And I was just, and I was trying to fish and, you know, trying to catch my breath at the same time. And then it got so close to me. It's almost as it stood there next to me on the banks of this pond. And I can't tell you as a grown, you know, grown man, grown young man, uh, back then, uh, you feel like you can't do a thing about it. The only thing you're feeling is, uh, the overwhelming power of this spirit. And as I was sitting there trying to, uh, resist the feelings, uh, I would think about those feelings even more. I don't know if you've ever done that, but when you're trying to resist something, resist how you feel, you still are thinking about those feelings to resist them, uh, which is a trick to keep you in those feelings, you know, because you can't overcome something by thinking of the very thing that you're overcoming. Uh, you got to get that one because that's what we're going to be talking about because uh, it doesn't work. We think it work. It can work, but it doesn't work at all. So I'm sitting there panicking, trying to figure out this stuff, and I'm trying to resist, you know, and and uh, and suddenly, the Holy Spirit. I know it was the Holy Spirit that spoke to me uh, in my mind during all of that panic, and showed me that Christ still is with me and lives in me during those panic attacks, those panics and those uh, trying to breathe and feel like I'm going to die. 
I heard the Lord say, I, I am in you. And I, something dawned on me when I paid attention to what spoke to me instead of paying attention of the feelings and the overwhelming thoughts that were in the voices that were coming to me about myself and what was going on with me. And as, as I, for a three-second moment, paid attention to that voice that spoke about Christ being in me, I realized, why am I panicking if Christ is in me? Why am I allowing this to happen to me? Because I realized as well is that when you're under an attack or there's something uh, traumatic going on or something hard going on in your mind or in your life, the very thing that we focus on is that issue. And the trick is, is that we think that thinking about that issue is going to help us. Which, if you're thinking about the issue, which we think is very smart to try to figure out how to get over it or how to navigate around it, we, we think about, think of those feelings, that's going to help. But if you realize, or I realize that when I think about those problems or that overwhelming sense of death coming over me, I instantly feel, feel, and forget that God is in me and that God is with me. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but uh, it's always, you go nuts, you go crazy because you think, for a moment, God's not with you, and you feel like you've got to fight this thing out by yourself. Now, you don't think that that thought, God is not with me. You just feel totally separated from God, and you're on your own, which is a, completely, a complete lie. But, but if you're focusing on the feelings and the spirits that are hitting you, it does separate you from the consciousness of God. So you turn toward your carnal mind, which is an enmity against God or against the spirit of God that's in you. And it separates you from the awareness of who God is in you or just God, period. And so when he said that, you know, Christ is in you or I'm in you, I realized I was thinking about the feelings and the overwhelming spiritual stuff that this spirit was sending to me. And if I could, if I could focus on it and stay focused on it, it could really take me out. And so I realized I had to wrestle against this thing to actually focus on Christ. And I, when it dawned on me that God is not gone, he's still with me and in me. And this spirit standing here, I, I, I had this overwhelming sense of calmness that I didn't have to do anything to this spirit like I normally would, like panic and try to get out of here in the name of Jesus, you know, and try to get panicky and do it out of spirit of, of panic. Uh, you ever tried to bind the spirit of panic by the spirit of panic? You know, it's ridiculous. And so, uh, but this calmness and peace came over me. 
And so uh, I just looked at this spirit, and I, of course, I was able to gaze upon him and really see him for who he is because I was, I was now calm because I was focusing more on the Lord than this spirit, and now my spirit has now attached itself, or my, my attention has now attached itself to Christ, which calmed my whole body. And I looked at this thing, and it was the spirit of death. And I wasn't scared of him at all. Uh, I looked at him, and I said, uh, with a calm sense of mind, I, I said, I release you from your assignment now. And he looked at me, and these eyes protruded out of the, the dimension of the atmosphere because there was something standing there. I couldn't see it, but I could feel this being standing there. And these eyes manifested in front of me and uh, as though he was very upset. And uh, when I said, I release you from your assignment, he had to turn around and he walked off uh, and I never saw him again. And I realized, has it been this easy? And the Lord says, it's always this easy. He said, but what happens is, is that you focus on the spirit instead of focusing on me, in which will separate your consciousness from me if you're focusing on those types of spirit. You've got to resist the devil which is resist all of those thoughts and panics and all those things that are coming at you and take a moment to really ponder that I'm still with you and that the power of who I am is in you. Because whatever your mind focuses on, that's the dimension and feelings and all of the thoughts that you go into. I don't know if you've ever thought, uh, know that you, when you're about to get angry or you and your spouse are starting to have a disagreement, have you ever had a, a, a negative thought about their worth or their character come to you? And if you focus on it long enough, your, your mind and you go into that spirit and then you become that spirit and then you end up attacking your spouse's self-worth, which is you end up attacking the very one that loves you. So you become that spirit and thinking that you, if you become that spirit, you're going to be able to overcome your spouse and get your point across, which ends up, ends up hurting your spouse or hurting your friends instead of helping them. So you become what you, your mind beholds. And that's what happens a lot of times uh, when we get attacked by demonic activity or when or we get attacked by people because they're not, not you know these people that will attack you um, they're not just it's not them it's spirits that are controlling them because if you really think about it why would humanity want to destroy humanity if we're trying to if we're destroying ourselves we're in the spirit of satan we're in the underworld because it's it's not even normal to think about destroying another person because you're basically destroying yourself when that happens so you become insane you become a different spirit here on the earth that god had created because you're focusing on the the uh, that other realm you don't become love anymore you don't become peace so i i started studying this thing and i realized i i i had missed this all along but of course being as a child and it coming to me as a child, 
Uh, I didn't know how to war against it. I never had revelation on what to do to war against something like this. And this works even in troubles that come in your life because I've had a lot of troubles. I've had a lot of tribulation that's come in my life. But what has actually helped me is that I resist the feelings and all the, the spiritual things that trouble brings to try to impress on me to focus on. And I will remember that God's with me. And if I know that God's with me, that means I do not have to focus or handle that stuff the way I've normally handled it. I've got to focus on the Lord at that appointed time. And boy, I'm going to tell you what, your flesh doesn't want to. It wants to do something about it. But if you think about it, when your, your flesh is wanting to do something about it, you're not in the right spirit. You're not in the, in the Christ mind. And you'll end up hurting yourself and hurting others. And I'm just going to give you a, a scripture that I've, I've kind of taken out of this thing that from the Old Testament. It says in uh, 1 Samuel 17, starting verse 40, this giant comes out and he has been against Israel and he, he's a champion. He's, he's Satan. You know, he's six, six, six all over. Six fingers, you know, six toes. I mean, he is the demonic himself. And, uh, and he's big. He's tall. He's boisterous. So everything about him is sending signals of the same spirit that I felt. It's, it's this deathly spirit. And everyone is afraid of him because they're not focusing on who they are in Christ or who Christ is in them, that they are the chosen ones, but they're focusing on all of the things that he is heralding at them. They're in their religious suits, in their armor, but they're listening to the wrong spirit. Because you can be in all your armor of God and still listen to the wrong spirit and be a puny. <laughs> and so uh, in verse 40, it says, after he's, you know, the, the, the giants come out, David's gone through the process of talking to Saul. It says, then, this is David, it says, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. He's not even going after this spirit or after this this uh, Goliath yet, he's focusing on what he needs to do to destroy this spirit. So he's not even allowing the pressure of the people, the pressure of this giant to get him off focus. He goes to the water, which is what we've got to do. We've got to go to the spirit in order to get the ammo to be able to destroy whatever is attacking us. And so he goes to this brook and, and he puts these five, says he puts these five smooth stones in his shepherd's bag in a pouch, which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. That's crazy. He's drawing near the Philistine after he's drawn near to God. And so the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And that's like that spirit that was coming toward me. Growing near to David, and the man who, who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth and ruddy and good-looking. And so the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? 
and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you to take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now, the reason he's able to talk to him in this way is because he's in, he's in the name of the Lord. He's literally focusing on what God has given him a picture to do instead of what the Philistine is trying to give him a picture to do. To become like a dog. To become feeling like he has sticks and the weapons that he has are not powerful. and They're not strong. Uh, they're not t the type of uh, power that can bring down strongholds. They're like sticks. And if David would have believed that his little stones and his little sling was like a stick, that he has no strength, then they would become that. Oh, man. How many times have you tried to put on the full armor of God, but yet you're believing in what the enemy tells you about who you are and about the faith that you don't have? And you're, put, you're, you're faking it, try putting on the full armor of God, but you're listening to the enemy, and you look at your armor as though it sticks and you have no power. And so you look at your armor of who you are and you're seeing your armor in a whole different light. You're seeing your armor through the eyes of the enemy and what he's projecting in your thoughts instead of what, listening to God's mind and what he shows you of the armor. It's a, I'm telling you, the battle's in the mind. It, the battle's in the mind. And so, long story short, we all know that, you know, that uh, David brings down, brings down this, um, this spirit, and this uh, Goliath, and he cuts his head off. And uh, I started watching this and, and studying it even through the Bible. And I've realized that, my gosh, if we could just realize that for a moment to take our mind off our situations and put it back on the Lord, we would become the Lord on this earth to actually handle the situation in a different way. And it won't be through screaming and trying to bind everything. It will be through a spirit of, of, of peace and the spirit of God that will bind everything. Because the only thing that can cast out a spirit or destroy a spirit is the spirit of God. But you've got to be in the spirit of God to be able to do that. And in uh, and, and, and Galatians five sixteen it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, I, I want to tell you something here. When that spirit came up to me and I started feeling those fleshly, demonic things that were coming from that spirit because that spirit is in the area 
of the flesh, which is demonic. It's deathly. It's torturous. Um, it's unclean. There's fear. There's all these things of the fleshly realm. It, it, it's throwing it at me. But my flesh also likes flesh, which will destroy me. And so my flesh was basically, and this, this is really strange because I, I never got to see it this way, but what I was feeling, yes, that spirit coming up to me, but my me focusing on that, my flesh agreed with it. And so my flesh was lusting after that, which was causing me, the spirit of truth, to feel like I'm, I'm dying. And I knew that it was wrong. And for me to know that it was wrong shows that there is some type of truth that's trying to wake up in me. And uh, so my flesh was lusting uh, with that fleshly thing that had come up to me, and it got me focused off the Spirit of God that was in me. And so, and it says this, For the flesh lust or wars against the Spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. Now, here's the thing. Most of the time when trouble comes to you, your flesh wants to war against really focusing on the, on the Christ, on Christ in you so that it can lust and be one with the atmosphere that has come into your life. And if it does that, then it wins the battle and it takes you out for a season. And then God comes and tries to get you back and focusing on him. And then you finally get your mind back on him. And then you, then before you know it, that same type of trouble will come. And then your mind gets on that. Man, I've got to do something about that. And you start panicking and you start fleshing out again. And the Lord keeps allowing that same scenario not to happen because he's evil. is because he's allowing that scenario to show you, hey, I keep picking you up. Why don't you focus on the one that's picking you up this time instead of all the stuff that's coming at you? Focus on me because I'm always trying to get you back here to see me during this trial so that the Spirit of God can destroy those spirits that are trying to come against you. Isn't that crazy? And so this is the time where uh, <clears throat> out of uh, James 4, verse uh, 7, that really came to pass. The Lord was teaching me scripture that they actually work during this scenario. And it, James 4 says in verse 7, it says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw to God, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Isn't that crazy? Resist the devil. Isn't that strange? In other words, he's trying to tell us, your flesh is going to want to go the fleshly way. Devil here is not just a being. It's a realm Satan is not just a, a fallen angel or a spirit. It is also a belief system. 
It's an arrangement of thinking that the spirit of this world has set up. It's fleshly. And the reason he's saying, therefore, submit to God, in other words, you've got to focus on me during the times of all when all these thoughts start bombarding you to try to get your flesh to war against the true spirit of God that can actually help you so that their flesh loves to attach itself to it so that it can be one with it and then you become that type of spirit. I mean, come on, guys. Have you ever tried to uh, war against something by being angry and getting boisterous and loud and, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm talking about you know when you're in a bad spirit and you're trying to do something about it in the wrong spirit. Come on. It's true. And you never win. You, you never win in that type of uh, spirit. But if you start winning, if you really want to win, you've got to get your mind back focused on what the Lord's doing. And so basically what I had to do is when this spirit started to attack me again, and this thing followed me all my life, I basically, the Lord helped me for one second. I didn't have to just pray for one second. I just focused on the voice that was speaking to me that was the spirit of God. For one moment, I just thought about God. He got my attention. And I instantly started having peace. And I wasn't afraid of it anymore. I wasn't afraid of my situation. or, or uh, I didn't even care if it stood there at the time. I didn't have a, a sense that I had to do something about it really fast. Y'all ever had that? Man, I got to get rid of this thing. Hallelujah. Shakalaba. And, you know, you, you just go into all kinds of religious stuff, you know, and trying to cast out something by a religious spirit instead of by the spirit of God. And uh, it didn't matter if it, did, it stood there and it didn't matter if it, leave, it, if it left. But I knew I could release its assignment, so I just released its assignment and it left. And then, and then I realized that it, I took on Ephesians 6. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See there? That's that. I wasn't, that, for years, I wasn't in the power of his might. I wasn't in it. I wasn't, my mind wasn't on him. And it says, put on the armor, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All those thoughts. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, the, in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the, the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Now, it's not even saying get crazy and try to bind something and get, you know, and bring it down. It's saying the way we war against these powers and wrestle against it is by staying in the spirit. Because the spirits are in the fleshly realm and you still have flesh as well, just like I do. We can't wrestle, you know, we, we, the, thing, well, the thing that we've got to wrestle with is not getting in the area of the flesh. That's the main thing we've got to wrestle against, is not getting in the area of the flesh. Because if you get in the area of the flesh, 
you're going to get in the area of their realm and it's going to take you out. So I had to wrestle against this power that was coming at me, this dark power, this ruler of darkness that was coming at me that my flesh wanted to actually love on or, or lust against and, and, and agree with. So I had to wrestle with that thing by focusing on what God wanted to focus on, which allowed me to stand. Isn't that crazy? It allowed me to stand with peace. And then if, I, if he wanted to do something about it, he would. But he'd do it through me in, a, in an area of peace. And so when I looked at this spirit, now I'm in peace because I've wrestled against that thing to not agree with it. And now I'm standing against the, uh, uh, up against the wiles of the devil in peace. Now I can just stand. And I could care less if it's standing there or not. And then the Lord allowed, gave me permission to release it from assign, its assignment. We can win the war like that. Because now you're in love. Now you're in peace. Now you're in all the fruits of the Spirit. That's, that's where he's trying to get us to. If we can walk in the fruits of the Spirit, we can actually bring down some of these principalities, all these powers that are coming against people or coming against your life. But the first place we've got to do it if you can't if you can't uh rule your own life you're not going to be able to help rule other lives you know and help them get out and so try it the bible actually works because it's remember and when you're getting attacked in the area of your mind it's not your feelings that overcome the enemy it's your faith in god Feelings never work in the area of spiritual warfare or in the area of uh, trials that are uh, fiery trials that come to you. The feelings of flesh never work. But the Spirit of God does. Because we overcome this world by our faith. The Bible talks about it. Not our feelings. But boy, the enemy loves to get our feelings involved. And then we think that that is, you know, God. He tries to get us all riled up, but it's not. God is that God that can stand in, against the walls of the devil and have peace because he's God. Why would he get upset when, you know, Satan would walk into his courtroom? I mean, Satan walked into his courtroom when in the book of Job. Man, if that would have been me sitting on the throne, I would have jumped up and you know said, "In the name of me, get out of my throne room," you know, and panicked. For some reason, God's got a different spirit. He doesn't allow those spirits to control him, because his mind is on the Father's will, and not the will of the enemy. So, I hope that helps. I look through a few scriptures out there to maybe give you a little bit of a helpful hint. There's so many more I've got pulled up here, but I'll leave that for you, you guys to go after. But stay in the spirit. When you're having trials hit you, if you have to, close your eyes. Don't look at it. Close your eyes and say, Lord, where are you in this? What are you doing? Now, your flesh may be yelling and screaming but if you will just for a moment if you have to say it with your mouth what are you doing i guarantee you 
your spirit turns toward the Lord. Whether you feel it or not, your spirit turns toward the Lord. And as you're beholding the Lord, you, he, that power from his throne starts transforming you back into the spirit of peace, the prince of peace. Then you're able to actually think the right way and then speak the right way. And things that have haunted you, they end. So, we're not dogs. We're kings. We're priests. The Bible says it, that he is the Lord of lords. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That's us. But man, when the enemy got, gets you in your mind and you start agreeing with the feelings of the enemy... You don't, you don't feel like a king. You don't feel like the Lord. It's because he's got you focused on, on him and your flesh is agreeing with it. And now your consciousness has separated from the Spirit of God. Now the Spirit of God has not left you, but you have left him in your consciousness. So go after him. Call upon his name during that time, even though you want to do something radically bad against something bad coming at you, do, do it differently. Because we don't war against the enemy like the enemy does with us. We'll never win. And we can't war against each other the same way that person is warring against you. You can't war against them back in the same spirit. It'll never work. All you'll do is create more demonic activity. So, Lord help us. So let's just keep going. I hope it helps. I hope that story helped. I know it helped me uh, when I learned that uh, about the Lord and how to war against him, against the enemy. It's so much easier. So, and don't forget, you know, July, those that want to come on down, we're going to do a, a one-month mentorship uh on walking with Jesus and one another. We're going to learn how to love Jesus, but we're going to learn how to love one another. Be a lot of trainings. We're going to do some stretch courses, faith courses, and got a couple of trips we'll probably take. Uh, and if you want to come on down, write us on our livingvineministries.org. Uh, you can press the, uh, the Myrtle Beach School of Life there, and uh, uh, it'll give you all the information. And then, you can, it'll send you to an application and it'll be sent to Susan and Holly. And, uh, you can, there's going to be a little bit of housing. We're, we're having some folks house some people, not, all, not everybody. We don't, might not have everybody to be able to house, but, uh, there's areas you can look on the internet and try to find you some, a place for the month. Or when you get down here, you can maybe split it with somebody, but I'm sure if the Lord wants you down there, uh, He'll supply and you'll find it. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you guys loving on us and being with us and supporting us. Uh, those that are donating through our ministry, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for all your prayers and your support. It's been awesome. Uh, you've been so kind to us and the prayers that you have toward us. And keep praying. Uh, we're even, I'm thinking about trying to start a webinar school uh, for those that can't make it 
on some of these schools that we'll be doing. So pray that the Lord will supply all the finances to do that because it, it, it takes money. <laughs> and uh, it, it takes a lot of money. And I am paying for it, but uh, we need your help as well. If you can help us, it'd be great. If not, no big deal. I'm not trying to beg you to, to give. I'm just saying if you if you love us and you think that this is really helping, these teachings are helping, and you want to support what's help, actually helping you, uh, just come on. Don't, donate to us and help us because it's going to go forth to helping you. That's all it is. So... Uh, we love you. We love you guys so much. We're going down. I'm, I'm leaving today from Shreveport to go down to Hammond, Louisiana to minister to uh, some college uh, students there, high school students. And then Susan's going to be flying down. Uh, we're going to be doing a relationship conference uh, uh, there in Hammond. And uh, it's going to be fun. We always get raw and funny. Especially, I love having my wife with me when we're doing these relationship conferences. She always uh, makes somebody get delivered. It's awesome. So, love you guys. Keep going after Jesus, all right? All right, talk to you later. Grace, grace.